You are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. I'm your host, certified life coach, practicing physician, and busy boss lady mom, Kathy Whaley, MD. This is the podcast where busy professionals like you come to learn to create a life they don't need a vacation from by burning your manual, this book that defines your expectations of self and holds you back. If you're looking to get off the hamster wheel, cultivate your wellness and feel better, you're in the right place. Hello, hello, and happy Monday. It is the day after Christmas. If you're like me, your belly is full, your house has lots of trash in it, and you're enjoying the sense of normalcy. If you're not like me, well, I will struggle to imagine what you are thinking. I am Kathy Whaley, MD, and you are listening to the Permission to Burn Your Manual podcast. And today's episode is inspired again by the Restorative Wellness Coaching Collective. For the month of December, we have been doing a theme month of believing new things. Now, This is by no means something that I have just originated on my own. Um, As you all know, I'm a trained life coach, so this is something that all life coaches emphasize is believing new things. Now, I'm going to tell you why I've decided to deploy this podcast now, and it's in large part because I cannot think of a better time to intentionally set an a belief than at the start of a new year or approaching the start of a new year. We tend to struggle with believing new things because we just don't know how. We don't understand the process or what to do. But believing new things opens up a world of possibility. And that's what I want to teach you how to do today. So when I was just reaching the peak of burnout and I was preparing to cash out my pension, sell my house, sit on the couch trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I got into coaching enough that I had learned about belief cultivation. And so I'm going to share with you a belief that I chose on purpose that has stuck with me and that I use on a daily basis. But I'm going to tell you, this was a belief that was extremely hard for me to believe at the beginning. And truly, it was to an extent that I felt like nails were on a chalkboard, but I was so determined to have this belief. So when I was sitting on the couch, so burned out, the bottom line is I just wanted to be invisible. I didn't want to die, but I didn't feel a sense of purpose. Not as a wife, not as a mother, definitely not as a physician. And so if I could have just been invisible, that would have sufficed. I realized that 
a huge part of my lack of purpose was born out of sort of complicated grief. And this was complicated grief, not only born out of the idea that my career just didn't turn out like I thought it would, like expectations just did not match reality. But also all of the suffering that was happening in the world right around the beginning of the pandemic. So the belief that I chose on purpose was one designed to help me cultivate a sense of purpose because I had really lost it. And that belief was this, the world needs what you have to offer. And I'm going to tell you, I chose it on purpose, but I had to really work on my thoughts to not just sit there thinking like, man, you're really blowing smoke up your own ass, aren't you? Because we're not really accustomed to encouraging ourselves or even complimenting ourselves. So to tell myself like the world needs what you have to offer, I just remember sitting there thinking like, okay, yeah, right. But again, I wanted it. I wanted it so badly that I was willing to feel the discomfort of finding a new belief. And I don't think that I realized at the time, or even until sort of recently, what a powerful belief it truly is. So my realization about this was, in the Restorative Wellness Coaching Collective, we do a book club every one to two months. And this month, we did Everything is Figureoutable. And we read it, and we get together, and we talk about it. And the very last chapter of her book is basically a sentence. The, the name of the chapter is a sentence that is very similar. It's something along the lines of, you know, the world needs your special gift, basically. And that chapter, I just thought was magic. Like it wasn't, it really wasn't like typical, I'm just going to cheerleader you to cheerleader it. Reading it, it's like you really felt the magic that each person is unique and uniquely has something to offer the world. So for me, when I was determined to cultivate that belief, the world needs what I have to offer. I frankly had no idea what I had to offer. I just was cultivating the belief that I must have something the world needs. And that really helped me feel purpose, a sense of purpose. Like I wasn't just a blob on this earth doing nothing. So one of the most effective ways that I've noticed we can work on our beliefs is by really identifying and examining the identity statements we have, okay? So for example, in my pre-belief stage where I just wanted to be a blob on the couch and I didn't know what my purpose was, I probably would have said, I am someone who 
has no direction. I am someone who does not believe she serves any purpose. On the flip side, now I would say I am someone who has something the world needs. I am someone who has a unique purpose. I am someone who believes new things. So along with the collective this month, I've been working alongside them to cultivate a new belief myself. And the one that I've chosen for the upcoming year for myself is that peace is always available to me. Now, why did I choose this? So as I've mentioned, I work in healthcare. I think statistics and studies would make it clear that working in healthcare, you have a higher degree of stress than in potentially some other professions. I'm not interested in becoming more resilient. I hate that word. But I do want to have the ability to access peace for myself when I want it. And so it doesn't matter how stressful the situation is. I want to tap into peace, recognizing that I have control over how I feel, right? Feelings are my responsibility, just like your feelings are your responsibility. So I want to take ownership of my feelings and I want to work on cultivating peace anytime I want to. So here's what's cool. Now, again, I typically start this out with when I'm having moments that seem particularly high stress where I would like to tap into a peaceful feeling, I just offer myself the sentence. I'm like, peace is always available to me. And I'm going to be honest, there are times where I say that to my brain and my brain is again like, okay, lady, you be cray cray. Like, bye. No, it didn't. But I say it to myself anyways. And here is the biggest key about believing new things. First, it's this. If the belief that you're pursuing is so far off that it feels like nails on a chalkboard and it's just so uncomfortable, you may want to pick a bridging thought. For me, I sort of embrace the discomfort and roll with it. But you don't have to. You absolutely can bridge yourself there. So an example of a bridging thought might be Instead of saying peace is always available to me, I would say I am learning to believe that peace is always available to me. Or I am open to considering that peace is always available to me. It's just something that is enough of a fuzzy that it doesn't feel such a stark change from your current belief, but it like opens up the door. It puts a little crack in your brain where you're like, I got my foot in the door and I can do this. And so if you can't go straight to the thought, 
bridge yourself with a thought that feels more true, more comfortable, and practice that until it feels just as comfortable as the crappy belief that you want to eradicate. Then you baby step yourself that much closer. Okay, now here is the second key. And it is this. If you want to believe something new, you have to commit wholeheartedly down to the hair on your toes that you are not leaving without the new belief. Now, why do I say you have to commit? It's this. Believing something new can create discomfort. And if we're not all in, when the discomfort happens and the cognitive dissonance happens, we're just going to throw in the towel and go with the old one because it's already set up shop really nicely in our mind and brain and it's easier just to give in. And so seriously, if the old belief really like the old belief doesn't cause you enough discomfort to make it worth changing, leave it alone. But I can tell you, believing that I had no purpose was way more painful and caused me so much more suffering than going through the process of believing something new. The process of believing something new, while really uncomfortable, like nails on a chalkboard uncomfortable, It was temporary. It was short-lived. I truly believed I would get on the other side of this and know in my heart that the world needed something I had to offer. Okay, those are the two biggest tips. But now I want to tell you the third thing, like the ace in the hole, which is this. Our brains naturally suffer from confirmation bias, right? Our brains are collecting evidence for the beliefs that we currently hold. That's a bit of a conundrum when you want to believe something new because you don't have evidence for it. So what do we do about this? It's very simple. You will be responsible for creating your own evidence for your new belief. And so when I was trying to believe the world needs what I have to offer, I started sort of putting my coach hat on with people and really trying to figure out how can I serve others in a new way, in a way that creates the feeling I wanted to feel. I wasn't waiting for my brain to collect the evidence because I didn't have that belief yet. So I had to create the evidence myself to help my mind internalize the belief. Let me say that again. I had to create the evidence for my new belief so that my mind and brain could truly internalize the new belief. 
So when it comes to creating a new belief, there are actions to be taken by you to reinforce the new belief. That is the part, frankly, that I found so exciting because, I mean, we have control over it. I'm type A. I love me some control. But more importantly, I'm going to show up for myself probably more than anyone else will for me, right? I'm going to have my own back. So having the ability to help myself internalize a new belief, I mean, that is the best news possible. So here is what I'm going to charge you with. I want you to pick one sentence that you want to wholeheartedly believe in the new year and commit to it. Now, why do I say sentence? So my mentor, Brooke Castillo, has really been emphasizing sentences instead of thoughts lately, which I actually really love because it sort of neutralizes thoughts that much more by just calling it a sentence. And she made an amazing point, which was basically that dreams are sentences realized, right? We cannot have a single dream if we haven't thought about it. And a thought is just a sentence. So I challenge you to commit to one sentence to create on purpose and with intention. And if it feels too far away, too uncomfortable, find your bridging thought. Find your bridging thought. And then I want you to look at where you're starting, right? Because when we go on a journey, whatever the journey is, We can't get from point A to B if we don't know what point A is, right? We always need a starting place and a stopping place in order to have a journey. So I want you to think about the identity statements that you have for your current belief, the one that you're planning to eradicate. And again, identity statements typically would be, I am someone who. And then I want you to think about your new belief, and I want you to imagine those identity statements, the new ones. And if that's a hard thing to imagine, do an exercise where you basically, again, close your eyes, take some deep breaths, and I want you to just go down pretend. Imagine thinking and truly believing, like who are you when you believe that thought? What are you feeling? What are you doing? What are you thinking? And that will help you really create that identity for yourself. Okay. And then lastly, practice offering yourself this thought all the time, not just in the circumstances where it would trigger, right? So I don't just offer myself the thought of peace is always available to me when I'm stressed. I offer it all the time because it's easy to practice when I'm not stressed. And practicing it outside of those moments makes it easier to deploy when I'm in those moments. 
So practice your sentence. And then brainstorm how you create your own evidence. Because that new belief is a hop, skip, and a jump away. The world needs what you have to offer. I believe that to the depths of my soul. The world needs what you have to offer. Now, will it be for everyone? No. I'm not for everyone. I'm not the right coach, the right friend, the right anything for everyone in the whole world, but I am the right one for some people. And for those people, they need what I have to offer and I need what they have to offer. So I will continue to believe that for myself and I will hold that belief for you until it feels true. That's all I have for you today, my friends. I hope you have a marvelous Monday. I will see you next week. Are you ready to get started building that life you don't need a vacation from? Well, visit me at kathywhaleymd.com for free resources, links to the blog, and information about upcoming events. There are many different ways to work with me, and if we aren't a good fit, I'll be happy to refer you to someone who is. I am right here rooting for you.